We're looking at Psalm 23, so stand to your feet. Uh, we are looking at this very famous portion of Scripture that uh, I believe is the most famous portion of Scripture, most often used at funerals, but it's not just for death, it's for living. It's for living. And uh, the author is David, one of eight boys, the youngest he was a shepherd at one time in his life. Then he killed a giant. Anybody remember that story? And uh, he got really famous. After that, wound up being the king of Israel. But uh, good times don't always last. How many know that? And so dysfunction caught up. How many have had your experience of that? And so dysfunction in the home caught up. His son actually wanted to uh, kick him out of office, become the king of Israel, and so David is on the run literally for his life. And that's when he writes this. So it's not in a peaceful time. It's when he needed peace. Anybody that way today? You know, you don't have peace around you, but you need peace in you, And so this psalm is so powerful, so important. Uh, we're reading it together each week from the NIV, the New International Version. So let's read it out loud together. Come on, everyone is one voice. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. First week, we said, you have a shepherd. And I just want to reiterate that again and again and again, that God wants a personal relationship with you. And today, we're going to pick this up where we left off for seven weeks in this psalm, breaking it down phrase by phrase. And today, we're looking at verse 3 where he says, and he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. He guides me. He guides me along in the right paths. Listen, you have a shepherd, John 10, 11 says, that I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. A good shepherd wants to lead you in good paths. He wants to lead you into healthy places where you can grow, where you can, in the words of the Old Testament, where you can flourish. In the words of the New Testament, where you can have life to the full, Jesus said. And so 
God wants you to have life to the full. He wants you to flourish. He wants to lead you into good paths. I don't think there'd be anybody here who would say, I don't want any good paths for my life. Am I right? You know, I, I, I want the good paths. How about you? Hello? Yes. I want the good paths. And, and so the good paths, how do we get to those? I think that's the big question today is, okay, if God wants to do that, if this good shepherd wants to lead me into good paths, then how do I get on the good paths? The first thing that maybe you want to write down today is direction determines your destiny. Direction determines your destiny. In other words, it's direction, not intention, that brings about the results of your life. Because you know people who have every intention, they say, of whatever. You know what I'm saying? They say, oh, I, I intend to, but five years later, they still haven't done that. But you look at their life, and they're not headed that direction. Now, they vocalize, this is what I want, but they're headed in this direction. Here's how the Bible puts it in Isaiah 53, verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. So little habits... Habits are, are our lives, and little habits can turn into big problems. Now, Babs is here with me again today, all right? And uh, Babs is, um, you just love hearing me say that, don't you? Um, here's the thing about sheep. And again, from, from reading up about uh, shepherding and understanding a shepherd's look, at Psalm 23, Here, here's what Keller says in his book. He says that sheep, being dumb animals, being unlearned, uh, what they will do if left to themselves, they will eat, and they'll just eat in one spot until the grass is totally gone, until it's cleared down to the dirt, maybe even sometimes kicking at the dirt to even try to eat the root. And so here's, here's what sheep are in the habit of doing. They're in the habit of just eating and eating, eating in a spot until it's gone and it won't come back. And how many know that's not good? It's not good for your future. And so they need a shepherd who comes along and he sees the grass getting shorter and shorter and says, okay, that's enough, boys. Come on, boys and girls, let's, let's go. We're moving on. And he moves them to another spot so that the resources aren't used up. But see, left to themselves, they say, hey, I, I just want to eat, and here's something to eat. And I, I'm just going to enjoy it. And so what happens is a good habit turns into something bad. Now, some habits are, are good habits. Like this morning, I got up and uh, got dressed, and I tied my shoes. Okay? 
but I really didn't put a lot of thought into it because I've been tying shoes for a long time. And, and so I did not think, oh, now, step one, step two, step three, make a loop, step, you know, I, I didn't do that. How many are with me? You understand? And, and so that's a good thing because I, I didn't put any brain power into that today. That, that didn't drain me and take away from the message today because I'm just, I had to think through tying my shoes, you know. I mean, it was a hard morning. So, so that's good. That's a good example of good habits, right? But how many have ever gone the wrong way in your car? Out of habit, right? You pull out of your subdivision and because you always go this way to work every day and most things are that direction or whatever, instinctively, because you were busy tuning, tuning your radio, you know, you were busy, you know, in conversation in the car. Come on, somebody, help me. I'm not the only one that's done this, right? You, you turn and then you're like, I don't want to go this way. And so the next subdivision, you have to pull in and turn around and go back, right? And, and so uh, even habits that we think are good habits can turn into bad habits. It's just like you can say, you know what? I'm going to start a new habit of reading the Bible every day on my phone app. And I'm going to pull up the Bible app, and I'm going to read that every day. I'm going to start my day with that. And, and you get your phone open and then unlocks, and there's the Twitter app. There's the news app. There's the Instagram app. You know, and, and I wonder what happened overnight. I wonder what, I wonder what the weather is going to be like for the next 10 days, according to their prediction. You know, and so there's all these things screaming at us, and we wind up scrolling. You are what you repeatedly do. So you need to be careful because your direction, not your desire, determines your destiny. And, and so here's what he says. He says, but the shepherd, he wants to come along and he guides us along what? Right paths. So he, he wants to help us to get on the right track, to get the right things going in our life. And that word for right, that word that's sometimes translated righteousness, paths of righteousness for his namesake, that maybe you grew up saying, that word righteous or rightness is the word yashar in Hebrew. Everybody say Yashar, okay, Yashar, here's what it means, righteousness, rightness, and it carries the thought of integrity, which is awesome because that's our problem with direction. Many of us will say with our mouths, I want to live a noble life. I want to move in the right direction. I want to follow God. 
I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great wife. I want to be, you know, whatever it is. And, and we say that, but we're headed this way. Am I getting to anybody today? And, and, and so here's what he says. He says, well, the problem is you're just out here eating on your own. You're, you're just out here doing your own thing and you need a shepherd, you need somebody who will get you on the right path because the other things that sheep will do is they'll just walk in the same path all the time. And then what happens, and you can see this wherever sheep gather, you can see ruts. And there might be some people here who you're in a rut. You travel the same path all the time. You know, but this next year's gonna be different. This next year, I'm not going to be like this. But that rut's hard to get out of, isn't it? See, that's the reason why some people take the same person, them, into the next marriage or relationship. And until you fix that person, no other person's going to fix it. And so what we need is we need somebody to help us. And so what he does is the shepherd comes along and says, well, okay, we got to get out of the rut. You know, every day you're getting up and you're looking at your CNN app. We got to fix that. Every day you're getting up and you're comparing your life on Instagram. We got to fix that. Every day you're getting up and you're watching, you're wasting time on TikTok and you're not growing in your faith like you say you want to. That's your desire. This year, I'm going to do this. And, and so the shepherd says, no, what we've got to do is we've got to solve this. And science even says, okay, for those who want to follow some science, here, here's science, is the first 20 minutes of your day determines much of the rest of it. They say that the thoughts you think in the first 20 minutes of the day. Okay, then this might be the price worth the price of admission for some of you, all right? So the first 20 minutes of your day, your mind is more alert. You, your subconscious is more alert and, and impacted by the thoughts that you put into it in the first 20 minutes. That's the reason why David said, like we looked last week, he says, seven times a day, I will praise you. I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'm gonna praise you. Then I'm gonna wait a little bit and then I'm gonna praise you some more. Then I'm gonna look around. I'm gonna see the sun shining and I'm gonna praise you for that. And then I'm gonna have lunch and I'm gonna thank you and praise you that I can eat lunch. Then I'm gonna thank you for the afternoon. I'm gonna thank you for dinner. I'm going to thank you for nighttime. I'm just going to praise you all day long. And, and see how many of us lay in bed and say, Holy Spirit, you know, the alarm's gone off, whatever. You wake up and you say, Holy Spirit, fill my life today. Before I even put one foot out of this bed, before I even get out of this bed, Holy Spirit, fill me right now. These first 20 minutes of my day, Holy Spirit, you know how important this is. So just fill my mind with scripture right now. Just fill my mind with you. Just help me to think your thoughts. Who at work today might need you? Who out in the community might I, might I introduce Jesus to today? 
What if you started your day like that? How many of us do that, though? And then we wonder why we wind up the way we do. Here's the second thing. Is be careful who you follow. If you're going to get on the right path, be careful who you follow. And, and that can be social media. Who are you following? You know, who are you paying attention to? But, but it's also who, who are our friends? Who's influencing our lives? Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6 says, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds, notice this, have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. Who are you following? Not all shepherds are good. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. See, just because there are a bunch of sheep going in one direction doesn't mean that's good. I mean, remember, remember the week a couple weeks ago when I said there were 1,500 sheep that went off the hill because one just followed the other? And so it's very important who you're following who are you following in your life? Who, who are you patterning after? Because Jesus said, the narrow road leads to life, and few are on that road. But the road that leads to death, it's a highway. I almost said highway to hell, right? And, and so, so it's a highway, and there are a lot of people on that highway. How many know that? And so it's important for us because here's, here's what you should do. You should ask this question. Do I want to be like them? Ask that question first. Do I want to wind up like that person? Do I want my life? Find people who have the marriage you want and then get around them. Find people who are where you want to be financially. Find people who are where you want to be spiritually and then get around them. You know, don't buy into the thing, and I'll say it again, of the culture, follow your heart. You know, that just sounds so good. Oh, just, you know, it may be vast somebody, I don't know if I should break up with him or not. And somebody says, well, Girl, you, what you need to do is you just follow your heart. That is dumb advice. Come on, somebody. My heart has told me to lease things, buy things, do things that were totally stupid. Hello? My heart, here's what the Bible says, it's desperately wicked, it's deceitful. It'll, it'll tell me, you need that. You should buy that. You should sign up. It's 90 days, same as cash. Come on, it's Jesus leading you right now, right? No, it's the devil, right? Because later, that payment comes and that's the devil. 
And, and so Jesus says, no, I'm the good shepherd who I want to lead you on good paths where you'll have fewer regrets. How many are ready to sign up? Fewer regrets for your life. And, and so in Deuteronomy 31, verse 8, it says it like this. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I want to tell somebody today that he goes before you. He goes before you. And here's what the shepherds do. The shepherds notice the length of the grass. And they say, oh, we're getting low over here, so it's time to look around. It's time to find tomorrow's feed, where we're going to go tomorrow. And so the shepherd is already in tomorrow. He's already in tomorrow. He's already looking. As a matter of fact, he's thinking tomorrow, the next day, the next day. And then probably over here is where we're going to go. And we're going to move over here and we're going to stay on the move so that we don't wear out the grass. And he leads the sheep to where they can flourish the most. And I want you to know that you have a good shepherd who's already in tomorrow. Hello? He's already in tomorrow. He already knows where you need to be tomorrow. He already knows where you need to go. He already knows where you need to be. So here's what we've got to do. We've got to follow him. We we have to follow the good, good shepherd. And and here's what happens is don't get lost in the in-between. See, because sometimes we're like, well, I kind of like it over here. I've been here a while. And he says, that's a problem. We got to get you over here. We got to move you over here. And so tomorrow we're, we're going over here. And, and some of us, here, here's what happens is, is we don't understand where he's taking us. So therefore, we, we don't understand what's going on. But I want you to know he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, the Bible says. He that started something. So here's what he does. He says, just come on, come on, trust me. Stay on the path. No, don't go back over there. Don't go back over there. I know you know what that's like. I know that's comfortable to you, but you're, you're gonna destroy that. And then you're gonna be wanting. You're gonna be desperate. And so I wanna lead you. I've got good paths for you. I've got something good. I've been somewhere you haven't been yet. And you need to follow me. See, and the shepherd wants to do that. He wants to lead and guide and direct our lives because he knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing. And so the shepherd leads us. He keeps us on the move. And that's part of the problem because here's the next thing you need to write down. It takes faith to follow. It takes faith to follow. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I like that. 
You, you can't see where it's gonna go, but that's what makes it faith. It, you know, have you ever been out in the ocean and, and swimming in the ocean or walking around in the ocean and something brushes your leg? <laughs> you ever had that happen? And, um, you know, there's some of us that that's all it takes and we're on the beach, you know, but, but some, some of us think, you know, okay, I don't know what that is, but it didn't bite, and so I'm going to stay out here and enjoy the water. And it takes faith to believe that you're okay, right? You, you have to kind of get, get that out of your head. To, and, and, and see, faith, that's what faith is. Faith can't see. It can't see tomorrow. It can't see what's going to happen yet. When we planted Crossroads Church, we could not see this building. It wasn't here. We, we couldn't see this property that we're on. We couldn't see it physically. So we had to believe what we could not see that it would happen in faith believing. And sometimes that's where God's calling us to do. He, he's often calling us to this walk of faith. To Abraham, he says, follow me and I'll show you where you're gonna go. Uh, how about you show me where we're going and then I'll tell you if I wanna go. And by of that camp, <laughs> but that's not the camp God leads. The camp God leads is he says, no, 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 no. You just got to trust me. I've been there. I was there yesterday. I was in tomorrow yesterday. I was in next week yesterday. I, I, I've been 25 years ahead of you. I already know where this is going. So Abraham, what you've got to do is you've got to move with me. You've got to follow me and just trust me on this because I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And let me tell you something. I'll, I'll just speed the story up in case you haven't read it. He followed and he did. All right? It happened. It happened. And Jesus said it like this. He says, I'm the good shepherd, and my sheep, they know my voice, and they follow me. They, they know my voice, and they follow after me. See, this is why uh, your prayer life maybe doesn't work, because you do all the talking. Hello? Hello? So, so some of us, just an exercise this week in spiritual growth would be shut up, okay? That's right. Just sh shut up more and listen more because you're not learning when you're talking. Am I going too fast for somebody? So, so, so what you've got to do is you've got to listen, and, and my sheep know my voice, and, and so they hear me, and, and, and there's a story, I, I read a story about two shepherds leading their flocks of sheep, and they came up on each other, and one was going, it was like one was going east, and one was going west. How many see a collision getting ready to happen? 
And, and so one's got like, you know, 50, 100 sheep. The other one's got 50, 100 sheep. And they're coming like this. And you think, oh, my gosh, they're going to get all mixed up and messed up. But you know what they did? The shepherds, as they got closer and closer and closer, they called out to their sheep. They kept calling out to their sheep this way, this way, this way. I'm over here. I'm over here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come with me. Come on, Babs and, and, and Sherman. Come on, all you guys. And, and he calls. And you know what happened? They intermingled and came out on the other side with their sheep. Why? Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They know my voice. They, they've heard that voice. That voice, that's not the first time. That, that voice has spoken to those sheep many times. And I want you to know, you can trust your shepherd to lead you. When you get in spots where you don't know where, where to go, anybody ever been there? Don't know what to do. Don't know which one to choose. Oh, God, I, I, I've got these job opportunities. I've got this situation. I've got this relational thing. Uh, is it her? Is it him? Is it neither? Is it what? Uh, what's going on? What should I do? Which major should I have? What, what should I do with my life? Uh, God, help me. Should we buy it? Should we sell it? Should we do this? And, and all, we have all these questions, and Jesus says, I know the answer. I've already been in tomorrow. I've been in 10 years from now. And if you'll just slow down and listen to my voice, I know what I'm doing. Here's what 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. I may know he is. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, this is what's important, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. He will show you a way out. How many he did, but you didn't do that? And you've regretted it ever since. See, he, he will lead you. See, the problem is we're not always following. We're not always paying attention to that voice. It, it's like the prodigal son, you know, that the Bible talks about in the story. I'll I just speed it up real quick. The, the prodigal son, uh, he... he decided, you know, I'm leaving the house. I want my inheritance today. And the Bible says he went out there and just squandered it on wild living. As long as he had money, he had friends. But when his money ran out, his friends ran out. And so he's all alone, and he's eating pig slop, basically. And, and he's totally humiliated and desperate. And the Bible says, I love this, it says he came to his senses. He came to his senses and he went back to the Father. And I wonder how many today the Father is hoping today's the day you come to your senses. That you quit eating the grass down to nothing. That, that you stop going in the wrong direction. That you, that you stop listening to the wrong shepherds.
that you stop following, that as a college student, you decide, you know what, I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. It's so huge what I do right now, and the decisions I make could determine my destiny. And so, oh God, I submit myself to you. To the husband who's thinking about maybe stepping out on his, on his wife and, and, and having an affair because, you know, this person's so pleasant at the office and they're not like your spouse and whatever. And, and you're contemplating going that direction. But you don't see what's going to happen. You don't see what's yet ahead. You don't see the pain. You don't see the discomfort. You don't see the ripples. Uh, to the wife who thinks, you know, maybe it's time for me, like on the video, to end my life. You know, I, I just feel worthless. I just feel like my life is without meaning. To the person who is addicted, and, and you didn't set out to be addicted, it just happened. And, and now that bottle, whether it's pills or it's liquid or it's whatever it is, and, and it has control of your life, controls you. You never thought that you'd be controlled my bottle. Today, the Father says, come to your senses and come home. Because here's what we serve. We serve a God who loves us enough that he will bring us home. He will bring us home. And if you're online or you're in this room today, it may be that voice that you're hearing. The voice of the Father saying, hey, there you are. It's about time. I've got plans for you. I've got purpose for you. I've got meaning for you. And I believe the good shepherd will lead us in the good paths that he promised. Let's pray. Father, We thank you for the way you lead, guide, direct our lives. Today we repent of the times we didn't do it. The times when you said, don't send that text. Don't reply like that. Don't go there. Don't sign that but we chose it anyway. And so today we repent of those times we weren't listening. And we say, God, we submit ourselves to you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I want the good shepherd to lead, guide, and direct me. And, and I'm a Christian. I, I'm a, I say I'm a Christ follower, but not always do I listen for that voice. Too many prayers are me talking like a monologue when it should be a dialogue with my Father who knows so much more than me. And I need Him in my life directing me, guiding me. And I want to be more submitted to Him than I've ever been before. How many would join me in that prayer? You'd raise a hand in this room. Yeah, hands all over this room online. Maybe just stretch your hand toward the screen right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for those of us who need guidance and direction, who need wisdom beyond our years. We need 
to know what the future holds, and we don't know, but you do. And so, God, we ask for your supernatural divine impartation, your voice, to be clearly heard in our ears so that we can obey you. Give us the courage to obey you. God, we believe the good paths will be ahead of us. Maybe others of you would say that you're one of those who, like the prodigal, walked away. That God, you believe, did want to lead, guide, and direct your life, but you just simply chose poorly. You made bad decisions. You made poor choices. But maybe today you're like the prodigal who came to his senses. And today, whether you're in this church or you're online, you would say, yeah, that's me. I'm coming to my senses. I'm tired of doing life on my own. I'm tired of trying to be a, a sheep that knows what he's doing. I need, I need a shepherd who will guide me. If you need that shepherd today, would you just raise a hand and say yes? Pray for me. Yes, yes. Hands in this room going up online. Type the word decided in the chat right now. Just type decided. And we're going to lead in a prayer that I believe will change your life. Not because of the prayer, but because of your heart attitude toward it. Let's pray together. Everyone pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay for my sin. I believe through his death that I have life. Because of his payment, I am free. And from this day forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for coming in and giving me a new start. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church family, let's welcome those who prayed that prayer.